Welcome to the Undefined Good Girls Podcast. A place for all things shattering the label of the good girl. I'm Vanessa, and I'm the big sister. And I'm Kiara, and I'm the little sister. We're so glad to have you join us. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get into it. All right. Hello, Kiara. Hi. (laughs) How is it going today? (laughs) Man, I wish I had better news, but it's not going great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, it's that's life. It's, It's just, you know, it is life. It is absolutely life. And it is absolutely just kind of the things that you have to take with it. And, you know, it's towards the end of the year. And I just feel like, you know, this has been, this has been a tough, tough year. Yeah. You know, to say, say the least, to be honest. <laughs> right. Um, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. I had a First of good- all, we didn't talk about this pink chair that you're sitting in. It's oh. very cute. <laughs> so it's, it's actually a chair cover. So the chair underneath is black, but you can get like a cover mm-hmm. that like covers the whole thing. So I'm working on my office and I'll show you like later, but I have a white desk. And so I want to do like a pink and white and kind of gold, mm-hmm. maybe some silver type of office. But the thing is, I was thinking about getting a white chair or an actual pink desk chair, but mm-hmm. them things are not comfortable. And I went to the store and like sat in some and I was like, I'm 31 years old. Like I need back support. (laughs) I need back support. I need, I need it to come all the way up the back. Like I don't need the mid back or lower back because then my neck and my back is going to be killing me. So I've tried out a black chair that was like kind of like an ergonomic chair. And I'm like, oh, this feels so great to sit in, but it's not really cute and it's not going to go with what I'm thinking. So I went online and I was like, okay, there has to be something that I can use that. And so they have these chair covers and you literally it's, you know, I got a solid pink, but you can get different solid colors. You can get patterned ones and you just put it over, stretch it. And it like ties at the bottom. And so then I'll have a pink chair, but it's comfortable and I can, you know, and I'm, I'm going to get like a fur chair cover. So that's going to make it even more like jazzy and stuff. Cause there's like a fur thing you can throw over it (laughs) where when I have it pushed in and I want to like you know, decorated, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I also got a Christmas yeah. tree and I put it up today. I got a teal Christmas tree. So it's blue and that's really fun. I remember you telling me you wanted that. Okay, cool. Yes. So All I right. got it today. So <laughs> some. Now I'm worried because, you know, with Nova, which is my cat, in case anybody doesn't know, um, I have not had a Christmas tree yet while I've had her. So I'm not sure how she's going to react. And I'm just afraid that I'm going to hear a crash in the middle of the night because Nova tried to jump on the tree or tear it up or something. I'm hopeful that she will, you know, be the great cat that she always has been and not do anything. But, you know, she's still a cat. So we'll see. Yeah. What? (laughs) If it's new, she's never seen it before. She's absolutely going to destroy it. But, you know. But she might be afraid of it, too. (laughs) okay 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 so we'll see maybe I don't know (laughs) hearing all of that already puts me in such a better mood so thank you for sharing with me you know what's going on over there (laughs) good 
So I guess we're just going to kind of talk today. Um, we have like a general thing we, we're, we may talk from, but it'll be similar to when we first kind of started our first episode, talking about things that were kind of going on and where, where we were. And I, I think now we're going to talk about, you know, kind of this year, almost like a year in review, even though it's only from the time we started the podcast now, it's been like maybe five or six months, but just kind of talking through 2020 as it's been and what we want to see for like the upcoming year and kind of delving into gratitude and hopefulness, whether we have it, whether we don't, some of those concepts and and what we think. So I guess I'll kind of start with just the whole like idea of gratitude, being hopeful and, and, you know, being positive. We hear that so much about like staying positive and doing all of those things. And I think on the one hand, that can be something that's really important and great to incorporate in life and in, in having, as they say, an attitude of gratitude and trying to walk in that and live in that. But sometimes I do feel like that can be a detriment to living in our authenticity because it's kind of like, I'm grateful, but I want to also acknowledge if things just suck or if something just hurts or if I'm heartbroken or if I'm in pain or whatever the case may be. And so for me, because I consider myself, I always would say I'm a recovering pessimist (laughs) because I'm someone who... I see more of the negative side of things. If they say is the glass half empty or half full, I'm going to see it as half empty. So I am, it's not a natural tendency for me to look on the bright side, to not fall apart every time something, you know, goes wrong or to not just to see something that's positive. I normally go the other way. So I have to intentionally frame my mindset to try to go in a different direction. But even in doing that, I still am trying to make sure I allow myself to be true to what I'm feeling and not try to cover everything in a positivity like blanket that things don't get dealt with, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like I'm the exact opposite where I'm like, okay, everything's fine. I'm, I am the actual that meme of that, that dog sitting in the fire. (laughs) Right this is fine. That is literally like my life where I'm like trying so hard to like, to not acknowledge the fact that the world is on fire around me. Yeah, That's usually where I am in life. And, you know, before we hopped on here on the call, I told you that, you know, this year, if there was ever a year where, you know, we should give ourselves permission to not be up 100 with how grateful we are, this is absolutely the year for that. And so I, I am allowing myself to feel the fire and feel like everything sucks around me and, you know, and not being that, um, that toxic, positive person, because I've seen in my own life that it actually is not very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there are things that I have in my own life that I haven't actually really dealt with because I just threw toxic positivity over it. And so now, you know, as I'm doing the work on myself and I'm, you know, working with my therapist, I'm, we're able to actually like uncover, I kind of feel like it's like a storm shelter where it's like, okay, let's uncover all the leaves that is toxic positivity and let's go in there. And it's a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, so I've, I'm definitely the opposite and, and I'm, 
in the space right now where I'm like, I'm allowing myself and giving myself the permission to actually be a little pessimistic, um, to be, like you said, hurt and heartbroken and all of the things that I'm feeling. Um, because if not, I'm just going to pile it all on again, pile all the positivity on again and not acknowledge that the the world is on fire, (laughs) you know, everything is on fire around me. And I can't keep saying, looking around and saying, this is fine because it's not, you know? Um, yeah, so I've, I, I've been the opposite, but I am, I'm really in a space right now where I'm like, I have got to start acknowledging the truth of situations. I have got to stop saying that, like, you know, just being, just be positive, just smile and laugh. And, you know, not even trying to like, when I feel, when I feel bad, not even rushing to get out of that feeling, you know, letting it kind of linger. If I'm in a bad mood, I'm just going to let it linger and it'll go when it goes just as quickly as it came is as quickly as it'll go, you know? So I just got to let it do its thing and acknowledge it and um, do whatever I need to do to make sure that I don't fall into a spiral. So there are things, preventative things I need to do to make sure that I'm not like going to a really, really dark place. But I think if I just kind of chill with it and, you know, do all the things that kind of keep me level. So if I want to have ice cream for dinner, I'm going to have ice cream for dinner because I'm in a bad mood, you know? And so that's kind of the space that I'm in right now. And I, I think that more people, especially women, more women need to give themselves permission. Even people like you say you're a recovering pessimist. Like, I feel like you also should have permission to, you know, be in a funky mood, like just like, and whatever that means, you know, just like be in that mood. It'll come, it'll go when it goes. That's how I feel about that. (laughs) No. And I get that. Well, I know for me, I've, in working exactly what you're saying and working through being someone who's been so pessimistic that it's been a detriment to my believing. I, I, I will say I'm a person who does believe that what you believe and what you, you know, what you say, kind of how you, the energy you put out there is very important. But at the same time, I, you know, it's still just being a regular person, just having ebbs and flows. Um, so I think for me, when once I understood that the energy you put out there is important and it's, it's what you're going to kind of get back, so to speak, I became more paranoid, like, oh my gosh, like I know what it's like to be negative and just have years and years and years that's felt like they sucked. And then finally feeling like I'm being positive and feeling like that's why my life feels better, like kind of equating the two. But then it's scary if I feel myself going back into like a funk because I'm just like, oh no, I'm going to like, you know, bring all this crap to me again. Or am I just going to like fall into like a spiral of like depression and all of these kinds of things where I've lived in like that. I've built my home in a lot of those places. And it's been something that I was so glad to get out of being my everyday like space. Now I like vacation there, you know, (laughs) it's like, it used to be, oh, I'm, I'm building my depression home and it's a permanent home, but now it's it's something that I've, I've learned the tools to be able to move out of it. But even in that, it's like, am I allowing myself the space to be a full human being, to be expressive about the different range of emotions that I may have? If I'm sad, if I'm angry, if I'm fearful, 
am I still doing that? And then how do I allow myself not to live there again? So it's like, how do I, you know, let it pass through, but not fall into the spiral? That's one of my fears and something I'm still trying to figure out how to do. You know what? You were talking about that. It kind of reminded me of like a savings account. And it's like the positivity is like your savings account. And we all know that, you know, hard times come and that's literally what a savings is for so that you can pay for things when you don't have it, you know, regularly. I think that positivity is like your savings account, you know? So what you do is you keep you, when you're positive on, you know, normal days, on days where you feel good, you you're putting in, you know, uh, you're depositing things into that savings account or the moment when things get really tough, you start to pull that kind of out, you know, you start to pull those things out so, so that you don't spiral, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that may be something that's a little, it's like breadcrumbs, you know, like leaving yourself breadcrumbs for, for the hard times, you know? This is what, and, and, and in your positivity, you learn how to really take care of yourself. When you are, in, like, when life is good and you're able to get, like, your self-care day in once a week, like, you know what makes you feel good, you know what restaurants you like to go to, like, when things get bad, you can call upon those things and you're like, you know what, I do know what makes me feel good, sushi from this restaurant, so I'm going to eat that every day, you know, right. or like, you know, I do know that this dress makes me feel awesome, and so I'm going to wear that, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to feel good, and you know, like whatever the case may be, um, I think those are the types of things that help you not spiral, and then when you're, when you are ready to, to come on out of the mood, those are the things that help you slowly, surely, get there and get back to like an even keel or the the balance you know um yeah that's what I'm thinking at least of like how to like keep from going all the way down there do you think that you know if there's a case where you do find yourself in that funk and you're trying to get out of it and you're finding okay it's been like weeks and weeks and you can't then I guess that's when you tap into like an emergency, you know, whatever you need to do as like, (laughs) if it's seeing a therapist or if it's speaking out or speaking to a trusted friend or a family member or something where you're asking for, I don't know, like, do you think it's, do you think in those moments it's best for you to ask for help from someone? Do you think there's something else that you need to do? Do you need to pray? Do you need to work out? You know, because there are those moments when it feels like the funk is just not going to wait and I'm going away. And I'm sure in this year, a lot of people have felt that because it's been so many things that, you know, like the worst case scenario has come from a lot of sides at the same time. So... Yeah, that's, that's one thing that I always wonder is like, at what point do people, if you're not coming out of that funk in a natural flow, what do you do? And what is a way that you realize I'm in this funk, it's not going away. And now I need to move forward. And somehow. I think for me, it's before you even feel like you're drowning, let people know. So like, for me, I will, my friends know right now that I'm not in a good mood. I'm not in a drowning place yet, but this allows them to, in a week or two, and they ask me how I'm doing, 
I can, and I mean, and that's also vulnerability on my end. I can't be afraid to share with them that, oh yeah, that bad mood I was in two weeks ago, it hasn't left, you know? So it's, you have to be vulnerable yourself enough to, you know, you can't feel like you're disappointing your friends or that you're burdening them when you tell them like, hey, I haven't been in a good mood for a couple of weeks now, actually. But I think that's something that could be really, really helpful and is very helpful for me when I can just say like, hey, I'm not in a good mood today. Check in on me in like two weeks. You know, once again, I feel like it's like breadcrumbs. I feel like it's like that savings account where it's like you, you have to put in, put things in place so that you don't spiral. And if you do spiral, there's somebody who's like, this isn't a surprise. Cause that's the thing that I feel like a lot of people who struggle with emotions, we struggle with, with it ourselves. And we just pile on, pile on, pile on. By the time we tell people, it is a shock to them. And that's a lot of the times when, you know, unfortunately, when people commit suicide, it's usually a shock to their family and friends. And they're like, wait a minute, what? And it's like, because we, we don't say anything because we are afraid of, of unloading it and, and it being so much for someone. Instead, when it's like really small, the first second, the first moment, or you know, maybe you're in a bad mood for like a couple of days, in those moments, that's when you should say, hey, I'm not doing good. I'm just gonna kind of let it ride out on the off chance that it doesn't ride out and I'm still here by the end of the month. I just wanted to let you know. And I think it requires vulnerability on, you know, our part to do that. And it's absolutely hard. I'm not good at it at all. I happen to, I just happen to already be talking with my friends about things. And so they know that I'm in a bad mood, but a lot of the times they don't know. And I just have to be like, oh, hey, so I disappeared for like a month. That was because I was depressed, (laughs) you know, like, and usually that's like how it looks or it's just like, oh yeah, you haven't heard from me in a really long time. That's because I have been struggling, but I'm back ready to party, you know, (laughs) instead it can like, you know, they can, they can help you along. And when you really do need the lifeline, they already know they're already privy to the fact that, you know, something's going on. You don't even have to be specific. I feel like just be like, Hey, I'm not doing well. And that's it. You know, I don't want to talk about it right now, but I'm not doing well. Ask me again in two weeks. And you like, I really feel like honesty and vulnerability is like the key to getting through it because you have to be able to be honest and say like, I'm not doing well. I'm going to need you to check in on me. And if these are, if these are good friends in your life, they'll be able to do it. Um, I'm going to need you to check on me in a little bit. I may, I may go MIA for a little bit, you know, I may not hit you up for a while. I'm going to ask that you hit me up though in two weeks and ask me how I'm doing, you know? Right. That's, I, that's what I feel like in those moments, like you're talking about, like, I feel like by the time you are spiraling, you, if you haven't already like thrown out the, you know, what is it? The, the buoy to be saved or whatever. At that point, a lot of the times people still, people feel like they've, they've put so much on them that no one will want to be there anyway. So Mm. I would say actually do it as soon as you know, things aren't going well. That I think is very tough, but I really liked how you're kind of saying, and that's something I'm going to try to remember as I go forward in kind of 
in the same way you put breadcrumbs for yourself of ways to get back, also putting breadcrumbs for those people that you love and care about. So often, because that's one of like my fears with people that I might care about or friends or even family is, you know, we'll watch these shows or, or we have had moments like that in life when you're just like, you weren't there for me. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's like, I want to be there for you. But sometimes as people, we push people away, but then we also blame that they're not there for us. So one thing with you saying all of that, that I want to try to work on is if I know that I'm getting into those spaces, not that I owe anybody this, but I think it's just a common courtesy. If you love these people and care about them, that you might be like, Hey, friend or a family member or whoever, I don't know what's going on with me, or I do know whatever the case may be, but I'm feeling a little off. Just kind of check in with me or even asking them, these are the ways that I want you to check in with me or what I want you to say or not say. Cause I think what a lot of us do if we're carrying empathetic people is we try to fix the situation. If Kiara tells me, oh, I'm sad. I, you know, I'm going through things or whatever the case may be in my head, I'm going to be like, what can I do to make Kiara happy? And what can I do to bring her out of this? But that's doing a disservice to you and the work that you have to do to bring yourself out and to, or to figure out what's going on, because it may be something that you actually need to work through. I'm trying to learn that balance of like for myself and for other people where what can I do for you in this moment? How can I, you know, if, if you want me to check on you in a week, okay, that gives me like an action step that I can do as someone that cares about you. If you want me to take you out for ice cream in two weeks, I, that's an action step that I can do. Because I think so often with, especially our generation, we have gotten to this whole idea of, you should know how to deal with me. You should know how to interact with me. I don't have to tell you how to do it. You should just be a mind reader and understand exactly who I am and how I operate. And that's not fair to do to other people. It takes, you have to get to know people, but you have to communicate ways that it works for you, ways that that person can be in your life. And if you communicate it and then they don't, you know, rise to the occasion in that, you can make decisions from there. It's really something that, I want to work on more is letting myself be in the moods or the funks and not being afraid of that, but also letting people know where I am because I realize I'm someone who I'll try to take it all on my own and won't share because other people may need me or, you know, I don't mind being there for other people, but I will kind of take what I'm going through or, or not even sharing with someone. This is how I'm feeling, or this is what's happening. And if it's something I feel I can still manage, I just never bring it up but then it can get to the point where I'm in just a continuous bad mood or I just start feeling myself pulling away from people and they may wonder, you know, what's going on or what's happening. Yeah. That's usually like the, the thing that our generation does is because we, you know, we want to be polite. Like, you know, we're not, we're not assholes. So we're gonna, you know, you know, make sure that we're not putting too much on, on people. We, we're just like, I can handle it myself or I can fix it. I can fix it before anybody else even notices. And I just, I feel like nine times out of 10, it's absolutely, that's not how it works ever. And when you're going through like deep stuff, you never fix it. Like before any, or, or you may, you may think you have, but when you, when you go through things like that, I think, I really think the universe is calling you into vulnerability. 
I really think that that is one of the keys, one of the best tools to even getting out of the space that you're in because your ego saying that I'm, I'm, I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody's help. I got this. And I really think sometimes the universe is like, actually, if you would, you know, use a lifeline, you know, you'll be able to, you'll be able to get out of this a lot quicker if you would do that. Um, so I think, I think a lot of those times, that's what it is. It's so hard. And I don't, I don't like feeling like that. Um, cause sometimes, and sometimes it's not a good time for other people. Sometimes it's like all, everybody else has their own stuff and, and, and things that they're trying to figure out. And you're like, well, their parent just died and they just got evicted out of their house and I'm going through my stuff. Like I can't tell them what's going on. And one well, of the, why do you think that you can't tell them? Because I, I mean, because it feels like you don't want, you don't want everything in their life to like combust. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. That's like an interesting, interesting thing to me because there's always going to be things going on. Like there's yeah. never going to be for most people a time where it's like, my life is completely free of drama and I'm ready to take on all, you know, what you have to say. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's so hard. That's such a tough thing because we really do need each other as a human race. But so often we do that because we're like, I don't want to lean on that person. Or I think it's a fear of being overly reliant on someone and, you know, sucking them dry, which can't happen. But we do that so often where we're like, oh, they have too much going on. So they won't be able to be there for me or I have too much going on. So I won't be able to be there for them. And we're all just waiting for each other to like show up <laughs> and we don't. Oh my God, such a headache. <laughs> right. And it, and it, and then we have the whole big blowout argument. You were never there for me. And it's just kind of like, we have to, I feel like we have to get not get past, I don't know if it's get past that. We have to find a way to still connect, even when we know we're all going through things and not be so afraid that we can't rely on each other or lean on each other. Because if you're waiting for life to have a perfect moment, more than likely that's not going to happen. Especially we talk about like a group of people at any given moment, at least a few people in that group are going to have something catastrophic going on because that's life or maybe something mild going on. I think if anything, it might be, okay, I know this person's parent just died, or I know this person got evicted and, I, and I'm dealing with something and I would love to have some support from them, but I'm very aware of what they're going through. So let me maybe communicate with them again, that communication. And you can easily say like, hey friend, I know you have a lot on your plate right now and you're going through so much. I would love to you know, have a friend moment with you and share but let me know if this is not the right time for that. And then they can decide if they're able to take on what you what you want to share with them and, and be able to connect with you there. Or they can say, you know what, friend, right now really isn't the time because I'm still dealing with things, but know that I love you and I'll be praying for you if nothing else or thinking about you or something like that. That's good. I think that's a really good like alternative to li literally not saying anything. Um, giving somebody the, the option, the, at least the option to say, yes, I can take this or no, I cannot, you know, because I think we make the decision for the people in our lives when 
they could have they could have had an, an you know an an empty cup for us to pour into right. um but instead we kind of decide for them that oh they're too busy and they've got this and this and this and and honestly sometimes they may even want something to take their mind off of their own stuff so they're like yeah i'd love to listen to to it let's let's talk about it so yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> it's just like in action it feels so hard it feels like i don't know i, I it feels like I would rather die than do that, you know, because it really, like I said, it really requires you to like your ego to be put to sleep. It requires you to be, be messy and, and not together. And as somebody who is like a perfectionist and likes to feel very put together, it requires you to like really be a mess and really just be like, this is what's going on. Like I said, check on me in two weeks because I'm not doing well, you know? Um, and I don't like that. I don't like feeling like it's okay for me to know that I'm a mess. I don't want other people to know that I'm a mess is how I feel about it. A good analogy for this in my own life is when my life gets really chaotic, my room reflects that. You know this, Vanessa, because you've lived with me. <laughs> So you know how messy my room can get. I love that. And it's such a metaphor for my own life because I can literally close my door and nobody can see that my room is a mess. And therefore no one will know how chaotic my life is right now. And I feel like the same goes for me and my, my life is like, I can, you know, at the end of the night, I, I'll sit with my own mess and I'll, you know, be in that. I don't want anybody else to know that. And so I'm just gonna, every time I leave, I'm gonna close the door and it's like, it's not even there. You know, like the mess, all of, all of it, it's just not there because I've closed the door. You aren't gonna see it because it's my room, you know? So do you feel that you don't want people to see it because you don't want them to, and I'm talking about not your room mess, but your life <laughs> mess. Do you feel that you don't want people to see that because they're going to judge you? Or do you not want people to see that because you don't want to be vulnerable enough for them to help you in some way? I feel like it's a plethora of things. I think, yeah, I don't want to judge me. I don't want people to uh, pity me. I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't want like, oh, Kiara, once again, like, how did you let it get this bad? Like, it's been a month and you are like, very depressed. How did, how have you not, you know, I don't, I don't want that feeling. I don't want the feeling of, you know, and once again, these are all things that the people in my life, I know they would never make me feel, but for some reason, I'm very afraid that they'll be like, Oh, I thought you had it all together or, you know, maybe disappointment or maybe I'll feel shame from them. Um, it's, it's a whole gamut of things that I'm afraid to let people see. So instead of dealing with what most likely is not gonna happen, I just am like, we'll just close the door on that. And you know, no one will have to know. And then when I come home at the end of the night, I'll have to look at it and figure out what to do with it. But I won't have to hear anybody else say what they're gonna say or, you know, um, I think that's what that is for me. That makes sense. And I think for me, it's, 
I had to realize I'm not as vulnerable as I think that I am because I feel like I'm such a champion for like, be vulnerable, be yourself. But I really have realized I don't lean on the people around me in ways that I probably could, in ways that I don't even realize I could because I'm just, I'm so used to being alone, like living alone for a while now, but also just being in my internal, being in my own thoughts and feelings and finding my ways to work through them. So now I'm at the place in my life, especially with me, like trying to maintain and develop new relationships, trying to develop a romantic partner and those kind of things. I'm trying to teach myself or I guess allow myself in different situations to lean on someone because I'm so used to not feeling which I didn't even realize until you have people that come in your life and it shows you these situations like, look, Vanessa, this is where you've been holding back. You haven't been giving your full self to people. You haven't been leaning on them because you're so used to saying I can do it myself or doing it, you know, where you haven't needed anyone. So you think, and now people are here and they want to, you know, love you or support you or whatever the case it is, show up for you in different ways. And you're still finding ways to keep them like at arm's length. And in my mind, I'm like, what? Like, no, I couldn't have been doing that because I feel like I've been so open, but I do think there's like levels to it. Like there's like the surface level of openness and then you kind of go up on different, you know, different rungs of, of this as you get to know someone and as you develop more of a relationship with them. I feel like for me, I've definitely like mastered the more shallow end of the levels of that, but getting into the deep end of feeling like, you know, I can be supported in those ways or, you know, that person is able to handle if I want to just fall apart, that I can kind of do that. And I think it just depends on the, the, the people that I may be around because for a lot of people, they may see me as someone who is well put together and who is very, you know, mature or serious or whatever the case may be. So for me to present something different than that, it does make me feel almost like it makes me feel just not able to hold it down in the way and being independent, that whole persona that I feel I've embodied, allowing myself to get to the higher level of vulnerabilities with people makes me feel like I no longer embody that, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, you have, they have to see that you are not who you even think you are, you know, exactly. you have to let somebody see into the BS and that's hard because it's like, well, I want to continue to believe that I'm perfect and that I've got everything to put together and I'm missing and all of that stuff. Like those are things that I want to continue to believe about myself. But in order to be vulnerable and go to that deep end, like you were saying, you have to let somebody literally see that that is not, sometimes it may be the case that you're a misindependent woman and you've got it all handled and you can figure it out, but not always, you know? And you have to let somebody see that that's not always how it is, despite you feeling like that's who you are. So I think that's the hard part. And I think once again, it's like you're, you have to like, you know, battle with your ego and, and, and I, I don't even know, man, but I will say there's something that she said and, and, and thinking about Thanksgiving and kind of like, you know, why we're talking about gratitude and all of this stuff. Thanksgiving is a time where we reflect on gratitude and everything that we're grateful for, everything we're thankful for. 
Thanksgiving also, and, and I think this is a, a very important component to gratitude that I don't think anybody really talks about is having people and community. And when you think about Thanksgiving, two important components, well, three, if you can include food, <laughs> but you know, the other two is, you know, being reflective, thinking about, you know, all the things you're grateful for. You go around the room and you say, everybody says what they're thankful for. And then also the people, you're there with people. And I think having people is really important to being grateful. I won't even say it's easier to be grateful, but I just, I just feel like that, that's, an, that's a component. You have to have people who see your mess, who have stuck it out, who have wrote it out with you, who have seen all of that. That's a really important part to feeling grateful, to knowing that the universe and God has kept you alive, but also these people in your life have also kept you alive, you know? Yeah. Like when you were saying that, it's like, oh, we need to talk about that too. You can't just say like, okay, I'm going to be grateful and I'm practicing gratitude nowadays and, and, it, and it's just in your mind. It's just here. You have to scoop other people into it. It almost feels like, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And I think it's people having to realize that as well, though, that gratitude also is an external thing. It's not just the internal. There's levels of it, but I think all of them as what you're saying is important. That's something I've had to learn mm -hmm. because I worked hard on the internal gratitude, but I didn't have that community. I wasn't trying to develop that or I kept, you know, feeling like I wasn't finding that. So I just stopped trying, but I feel my most positive and grateful when my life is good. And when I have people around me that I really enjoy. And when I have more yeah. time to be with yeah. family, like we need that. And that's what I want more people to really think about. And it doesn't have to be with people who are harmful to you in any way. You may have to build this community from the ground up with others, with a mixture of friends, with friends and family, with whoever, coworkers, but really finding a way to, like you said, have that gratitude be in the people around you and grateful for, for being able to have them in your life, leaning on them and them leaning on you and you all just being like, we've, we've made it. Like, I'm going to have to find it. Like there's a quote that I just absolutely love. This is the quote. And so this is actually something that it makes me think about you as my sister, but it, I think so many people can take this and really hold on to it. So this is by, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name correctly all the way, but on Instagram, her name is being, I want to say Upile but it's U-P-I-L-E and she's an author. She does poetry and things. So this is a quote from one of her poems. And she says, come and bask in this joy with me. I am here because you held my hand. Your sisterhood has made this terror of a life light and breathable. And I love that because when I think about this year and especially all that we've gone through, like I said, for me, it made me think literally because it mentioned sisterhood, what I want us to be as sisters, but so many people, I think that's what we have to celebrate. Like life is, can be terrible and you held my hand through it. You spoke encouraging words to me. You prayed for me. You sent love and light to me. You, you know, baked me a cake. Like I'm really in this place right now of community, like so strongly. It makes my like arms tingle, even as I was talking about this, because we have become such a divided country, a divided world. And I feel like we're getting more and more of this individualistic 
mindset and we don't need people. And I feel like that's such a slap in the face to our creator because it's very clear that one of the reasons we are here is for humankind, for community to develop, to love, to share. And we're getting away from that. And it's really heartbreaking to see. You know, that also reminds me, people say this all the time when they're in relationships and romantic relationships, they'll say, you know, I want to share my life with this person. But it's also like, you can do that with the community of people that whoever you want, you know, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be the toxic people. And if you have to create new people, it doesn't have to be the friends that you have right now. It doesn't have to be your family if they're toxic for you. But also saying that to that community of people that you are choosing to lean on and they are choosing to lean on you, let's share our lives with each other, you know, because then, like you said, when, when the going is good and when things are good, it's like, it's like, you know, when you win, we all win. When one person eats, we all eat, you know, and that's yeah. how it feels when, you know, when my friends win and even when I'm not like doing the best, when they win, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm cheering them on, even though my heart hurts for myself. I'm like, like, it makes me happy. Literally hearing you talk about your chair and, <laughs> and your Christmas tree made me happy. It really did. Because it's like, when you win, I win too, because we lean on each other. And I know how hard you wanted a home. And I know how much you wanted that space. And, and I showed me that picture of the Christmas tree. So like, I know that these are things that you want. So to see them happening it makes me happy too. And so I think we have to get into that mindset of in our community and our relationships or who, with whoever they may be with, that we also say to those people, share my life with me. That means ups and the downs. It's almost like taking the marriage vow, you know, <laughs> in sickness and in health, you know, uh, for richer, for poorer. I think we should also be that way with the people in our community, like through thick and thin, we're going to do this together. And when one of us wins, we all win. And when we're both winning, we're about to have a party, you right. know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's what that really made me think about. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful poem. Yeah. That's kind of the place that I've, I'm in. So when I'm thinking about like gratitude, especially in this time of year, because with Thanksgiving coming up, that kind of always positions me in that mindset. And even though, you know, this year we won't be able to have our extended family around like we normally do each year for Thanksgiving. I'm still trying to, you know, think, take a, take a look around and see what's kind of going on. Even just going into this last quarter of the year as we're in seeing, seeing what it is and seeing how I'm feeling. And I'm just really grateful for having the home that I'm in now and, you know, different things that I've, I've been able to accomplish and, different job opportunities and that kind of thing has just been really great. But I'm also still like developing my community in different ways, trying to, you know, as best as I can <laughs> spend time with people that matter to me or that I feel are good people and have good vibes around them. I don't know. It, it's still allowing myself to deal with what may come. And, and if I'm feeling kind of down and maybe like for me, it's been like some anxiety and, and, you know, especially with the state of our country and the election and, and all these different things, it's been, you know, am I feeling hopeful? Am I feeling hopeless? Like I go back and forth between those viewpoints or those feelings, but trying to not let this year and just the devastation of it completely swallow 
the moments that I've had that have been positive or been memorable in those ways. And it may not be, you know, it can be big or small things, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really in more of a grateful place than I probably have been in a while (laughs) or usually live in. Cause like I said, I'm normally one who I'm thinking about something negative or in my mind complaining about something, but the gratitude that I've been feeling lately has been enough for me to feel content in these moments. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That really is. I love that so much. You know, I think I'm in the opposite place with where you are right now. I'm like not feeling so grateful and not feeling so hopeful. There are, there are places in my life that I'm hopeful, but I think I'm more in like the kind of like hopeless place where I'm just kind of like, like I said at the beginning, like, you know, things are kind of sucking right now. And I'm kind of like, why me, God, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add to that. (laughs) That's just kind of like what it is. And, and uh, I just have to feel it and go through it and, you know, enjoy as many moments as I can while this kind of mood has come to visit me and try to get the most out of things, but also trying to just be very gentle with myself and very just like, you know, just just take a breath, take a moment, take time. Don't rush through your day because it's when you rush that things start going wrong. And then, and then you're mad by the end of the day. It's like, just take your time, no rush, be gentle. So, you know, I'm trying to do all of those preventative kind of care tools on myself too but yeah so what do you think the rest of this year and um, into the new year what are you really most hopeful for well I feel like for the you know the rest of this year so we're already in November so then we'll have December I am hopeful to get into a routine for myself get into more of my healthier practices because you know I'm feeling stable right now for the most part I have kind of some instabilities but of like emotional things that I'm working through but I want to get back to like having some routine so that's something within the next couple of weeks of this year I want to like develop a spiritual routine a physical routine um you know an eating routine just really getting into that. I'm going to be continuing to um, decorate and furnish and all those kind of things, my space, because that I think has really helped me like starting to have a space that I, that feels like me again, like where I can put up my artwork and put up things that I like. Cause I didn't do that at the last space and um, just having a space like unattached, just being in a house and being able to listen to my music and, you know, just having peace and having joy that's what I'm hoping to continue to like cultivate for this next these next weeks in this year especially because just this year has been so crazy so I you know hope all of us can find even if it's just a moment of the pocket of joy something that we can celebrate especially with the holiday season I think so many people are so excited about like Christmas and things like that this year because it's like, God, we need the, the sparkle and the joy. Like we need that elf magic, you know, as much as I hate elf, <laughs> <laughs> we need that like 
joy and wonder and magic right now. And so that's why I think so many people are even jumping on board with it even earlier. That's why I was like, I know it's November 15th, but my Christmas tree is going up today and I'm going to get a Christmas tree and put it up because I just need to feel that magic of it around me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I hope for this year. And hopefully in the holiday season, just having it be something that can flow nicely and, and really continue my reflecting and continuing my my gratitude and, and those kind of things. And as we go into the new year, like, I really don't know. Like, I don't have any new year's resolutions. I don't have any declaration to make. I'm really just kind of like, I'm just gonna go with the flow because 2020 has been like the craziest thing in the world. And I don't know what 2021 will be. I, I hope that it'll be a great year and we'll have our great moments, but I don't know. Like, I, we don't know what could happen with the pandemic at this point. You know, we don't know what the heck's going to happen with the presidency. I mean, we we know, but, you know, we got to see, like, how this is going to turn out. Like, you know, we're going to end up in some kind of warlike situation. You just I know, I just, right? I just don't know. So I've allowed myself to say for 2021, you just can kind of go with the flow. You don't have to make any crazy declarations just let it flow in, let the new year come in and, you know, do start practices now that you want to continue. But yeah, I don't have any resolutions or any like major, oh, this is, this is the year for whatever, whatever. I do think you just have to be mindful, but I'm just letting things flow nicely. I'm allowing myself to be surprised by things and just see what happens. <laughs> but what about you? I think that I would like to I would like to cultivate that kind of going with the flow a little bit more in my life. I feel like, you know, I turned 25 and, you know, I was like, yes, everything's great. And I felt like I was on cloud nine. And then it kind of hit me that I'm not really where I want to be in my life right now. And I haven't really gotten the opportunity yet to like start my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm getting anxious in that way. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm wasting time my youth all my better days are behind me like you know I'm definitely um feeling that and and I think that I do need to kind of go a little bit more with the flow um and say you know it's okay that I'm still in my parents house at 25 um it's a pandemic <laughs> we're in a pandemic and my industry is completely closed down um and we, I mean, they keep pushing the state back and back and back for Broadway and regional theaters. I mean, almost every single regional theater that has opened has had a COVID outbreak. Um, so it's just like, it's not looking too great for the performers. If you know a performer in your life, please keep them in prayer because a lot of us are just, you know, especially theater performers, I think it's a little bit easier on the, the screen side, but for theater, it's just really hard. Um, so a lot of things are not going right. And I think that I just have to, you know, feel whatever I feel about it. And like I said, let myself be in a mood. I don't want to continue to shame myself or beat myself up for not being in a specific place that I thought I would be at by now, um, which is hard. I feel like a part of me like needs to be beating myself up for it. Um, so I just want to like, kind of let that go and just, you know, 
go with the flow. Like you said, um, lately I have been praying for presence and gratitude um, to help me kind of get through this time where I'm not where I need to be because there are a plethora of things that I can be grateful for. There are so many things that, you know, although, like I said, I'm not where I want to be in my life. I have a roof over my head. I have somewhere to sleep. I have food to eat. Um, I I do have a way to make money. It may not be enough money that I feel like I should be making, but I I have a way to make money. There are things that I can be grateful for. Um, And I think the biggest thing is just being present. And I think where I am right now is actually a great place to practice presence because I'm not in New York. I'm not in hustle and bustle yet. So I think this is a good place for me to stock up on my savings of presence so that when I do get to New York, I know how to go into myself and say, okay, let's be present. Let's be in this moment, Um, which is because presence is not something that I'm very good at. So yeah, I think that's what I want for the rest of this year to just go with the flow, feel what I'm feeling and go with the flow and to just continue to cultivate gratitude when I can and presence. And I feel the same as you for next year. I don't know what that year is going to look like. (laughs) Like, I just, I, man, 2020 just sucker punched us. Oh my God, it's not fair, man. It just really came out of nowhere. So I don't even know. I don't know what's possible. And I guess I should also get into, you know, kind of adapt that mindset as well as like, you know, let's let's be surprised of what comes our way, you know, and knowing that there's still beauty that's able to come. You know, there's still so many good things that can come our way. Yeah, there are bad things. And yeah, there are things that, you know, are going to knock us down, but there's still so much beauty available. And, you know, just hoping that it finds its way to my doorstep. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think that's all that we can do. So we'll see. We'll see what we get. So we're going to sign off for now. We're going to take a little bit of a break for the holidays and we will be back in 2021 with more episodes, with more guests. We, you know, had our first guest and we're going to continue that um, going forward. So again, we just thank you all for your support and for listening, for sharing your stories with us. And we've really been grateful for sharing in this kind of a platform and I'm just grateful that it's allowed us to also have more time to connect as sisters because if nothing else, if we're so busy and we're not able to talk throughout the time, I know in two weeks, <laughs> I'll at least be able to. Right. You, so, Yeah. I just want to say before we sign off also, thank you to, you know, the people who are still listening. Um, I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm saying this to you, Vanessa, I'm really thankful that you even wanted to do this with me <laughs> and, you know, and, and trying our hand at this. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Thank you for being my sister, um, meeting with me every two weeks, even though sometimes, you know, my schedules, you know, I can be a little flaky and I'm like, oh, let's do another day, but you know, we still make it work. And this has been one of, one of the better things to come out of this year for me. And so one of the things that brings me a lot of joy. Um, so thank you (laughs) for, you know, doing this thing with me. And I'm, I can't wait until we come back. Like Vanessa said, we're going to have lots more guests and we're going to have lots more topics. 
to talk with you guys about. So, but until then, happy, happy, happy holidays, everybody. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, if you celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. If you don't, I hope that this time is still just a wonderful time for you. Um, I just speak peace and joy over your life uh, for the next, you know, the next however long you're alive on this earth but you know uh during this this time i i speak cheer good cheer over your life and uh yeah (laughs) all right so we're signing off and we see you guys in the new year thanks for coming to hang out with us we truly truly are thankful for every second of your time But before you go, we'd like to ask you for a teensy-weeny favor. Your support means the world to us. And if you love what we're doing enough, come show us some love and follow us on Instagram at the Undefined Good Girls Podcast. And while we're on your minds, why not go ahead and subscribe here too? We love you guys and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.